The Productive Woman, Episode 152. Welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, I'll share with you my conversation with British mom and professional Sonia Harris. You'll find more information about Sonia, along with links to resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 152. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks and Alt-MBA. Alt-MBA is the program created by Seth Godin for those who want to increase and improve their leadership and management skills but are looking for an alternative to a traditional MBA program. Check it out at altmba.com slash productive women. And I'll share a little more about them later. This episode, of course, is also brought to you by FreshBooks, an online accounting software that I use and I think you would love if you are a freelancer, a business operator. They're offering you, as a Productive Woman listener, a free 30-day all-access trial so you can find out for yourself how great it is by visiting freshbooks.com slash woman. FreshBooks is not only super simple to use, but it's packed full of powerful features that really let you manage your business without getting bogged down in complicated stuff. I never have to wonder how my business finances are doing because I've linked FreshBooks with my bank account, my business credit card, all that information goes into FreshBooks and I can see at a glance what I've spent, who owes me what and what's coming up. The new notification center is, is kind of like your personal assistant telling you each time you log in what's changed in your business since the last time you were there, what needs to be dealt with, like overdue invoices. It lets you focus on what's needed to get done and help you get back to your work faster. It's a great tool for managing your business finances, and FreshBooks wants to give you the opportunity to try it out for 30 days for free, simply because you listen to The Productive Woman. This is an unrestricted trial, so you can try out the invoicing service, the tracking service, the 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 re- way it can store your receipts. You take a picture with your... Um, with your smartphone, all the various things, time tracking. To claim your free trial, just go to freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section. And now let's get right into my conversation with Sonia Harris. I am so pleased to introduce to the productive woman listeners, Sonia Harris. Sonia is a professional in the community justice field in England, where she lives. She's a mom of two, a proud grandmother, and a coach with a passion for helping others. She's basically a busy woman, just like the rest of us, and I have really been looking forward to talking with her about how she manages her own busy life. So welcome, Sonia. Thank you very much for inviting me. 
Well, it's an honor to have you here, and I should let the listeners know you are not one of those who you know reached out to me and sort of pitched yourself as a guest. You've been a listener of the show for a long time, and I actually reached out to you and asked you if you'd consider coming and talking to me on the show. That's right. Uh, I was surprised, but I was also really excited because I have been listening to you now for a couple of years, and. Uh, listen to other people and got so much from the the content that both you and your guests have shared and uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity of, of sharing something myself that hopefully um, will help and inspire others. Well, and and like I said, I really appreciate you coming and talking to me. Let's let's start by uh, maybe you could share a little bit more about who you are and what you do. I gave kind of a brief introduction, but who you are, where you are, what's important in your life as far as the things that you're doing and the people that are important to you. Okay. And I guess a, a good place to start is that I am a mother of two. I have a son and daughter. And there's actually 17 years between them. I often say to people that uh, I, I always felt that I, I would have struggled looking after two children at the same time. And I have a lot of respect for mothers who have more than one child and, and, and do so many different things. Uh, I'm also a grandmother. Uh, and my daughter, who's in her 30s, and she has two children of her, of her own. And boy and girl, only 15 months between them. <laughs> so she's not followed me in that respect. And, uh, and so what, what defines me? <laughs> Who am I? I guess I mean, we're often defined, aren't we, by, by our jobs, by that kind of thing that we do. So... Yes, I am a professional within the sort of the community criminal justice system in the UK. And although that wasn't where I started, I, I, I love to tell people the story that when I was about 16, my careers advisor, when I said to him that I wanted to be either a teacher or a probation officer, uh, he said to me I was far too shy to do either. And as I was good at needlework, that I should pursue um, that that profession. <laughs> and uh, what I have to say, <laughs> I'm glad to say that uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I guess, just give in to that. Uh, but what I would say is that one of the things that's defined me for a very long time has been my shyness and being a, an introvert. And having to kind of battle against that. And although I did initially pursue sort of design, somehow the universe must have decided that, uh, no, what you want to do is be a teacher. So I did qualify and become a teacher. And uh, some 10 years later, I qualified and became a probation officer. And, and so for the last 20 plus years, I've actually been a sort of probation practitioner, we call ourselves now. But the teaching side, the side of me that's very much wanting to enable uh, and teach people, uh, that 
kind of came back to me. And so I've always had a role in learning and development. I'm now a manager and I, I supervise, I kind of look after all the trainee probation officers in my district. So uh, I've kind of, those two roles have kind of come into to one. Uh, and I guess uh, the other thing that I decided I wanted to do was um, develop my coaching skills, really. And that's kind of led me down this other sort of route of, of being a coach. So I qualified as a life coach as well because I, I understood the importance of having the skills so that I can actually um, help people with tools so that they can, I guess like myself, and so overcome some of those obstacles that we we find coming our way come come into our way and uh and reach forward to i suppose achieve achieve our full potential so I like to help people to achieve their full potential. I love working with people who are into um wanting more for themselves really yeah wow so you so you not only did both of the things that your advisor told you you weren't suited for and cl- clearly have been successful at it since you've been doing the the probation practitioner side of it for quite a long time, but you also have then expanded i guess your reach beyond your day job to working with people as a coach so Good on you, as we would say. That's a, a lot of things to take on. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about how you manage to do all of those things. Obviously, this is a podcast about productivity, and um, I, I love it when my guests come and share, you know, the tips and tools and the routines that they follow and the things that they do to be productive during the course of a day and a week. But I think it's helpful to have a little bit of context for that, for the kinds of things you choose to do um, and how they apply to you and how they might apply to those who are listening. And so for that context, could you maybe share with us briefly, if there is such a thing as a typical day for you, what what a typical day might look like? Okay. I mean, obviously, uh, for someone who uh, has a full-time job, and I have what I sometimes call my, my side hustle, but my, my side project, but really, I guess, my, my passion that I do outside of my, my day job. So my, my weekdays can be quite different to the weekends. And then when I'm taking time off work, um, it's, it's also different. But my, my typical day really... Uh, starts at around 6.30. And this is actually a a newish routine (laughs) for me uh, because I've had to make some changes due to health issues. But I start the day around 6.30. I have a morning ritual that I've created for myself and that allows me to, I guess, set myself up for the day. Uh, puts you know my increases my energy levels and I know that I'm doing everything that I need to do to support myself so that I actually do get through um, my day at work and also the evening I I have a, a commute into work I either drive or use the train and I always use that time to catch up with training so 
that's why I'm an avid podcaster uh, because I can listen to podcasts in my car. And so I listen to training and obviously I listen to you as lo- as well, Laura. Um, at work, I'm at work for several hours in the day. And one of the things that I, I one of the things I like to be at work is is somebody who's very positive and that people will come to me not just because of the professional skills that I have, but I, I guess I give some kind of pastoral type care as well. So I'm kind of known as, as people come and talk to me uh, because they know that I, I can listen. And this is kind of in between the cracks of the, the job that we do, which is quite stressful. I, I then have a commute home, of course, and again, it's an opportunity to access some training. And the training really uh, supports what I do um, outside of my job. And so when I get in from my job, I, I then use the sort of first hour or so to, I suppose, to just try and sort of relax because I am very tired usually when I get in. And so I, I just allow myself to, to just have some time. Um, my son is around then. He's 17. Doesn't really need me, but mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I've, I've learned about teenagers, they just like to know that you're around and, and he's always hungry. So that's, <laughs> that's the other thing. <laughs> I've raised three and, boys, uh, so I get that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what I have done is... And this has changed uh, as well. Is I, I have decided that I'll have a, t- a couple of hours in the evenings to focus on my my business. Uh, on this, uh, and one of the things that I do is I I provide marketing. I've learned a lot about marketing, so I love to help um, home business owners really with marketing. So um, that's what I do, and I have an evening routine as well now. And my evening routine, you see, came about because when I started my morning routine, it led me to think about, well, if I'm going to get up by this time in the morning, I need to get enough sleep. Um, in order to get enough sleep, I need to get to bed at a particular time. So all this kind of worked together. So I now have an evening routine whereby I, I've decided that at a certain time I need to just switch off from the computer. My business is done. Um, what is done is done. And what, what isn't done can, can wait. And I uh, give myself an hour to uh, indulge <laughs> in um, my love of anything to do with superheroes and uh, sci-fi. Ah. So uh, I, I'm a bit of a binge uh, watcher. Of science fiction and uh, and superheroes, and then uh, about an hour before bed, I uh, I actually read, and this is relatively new because one of the things I love do I love learning, and I love applying, and uh, I I love anything to do with productivity, and so I've learned a lot about the benefits of sleep, and and so I set myself up. Um, in the hour to make sure that I get a good quality sleep so that it starts again the next day. And so, so that's a sort of typical day. Um, the weekends are slightly different 
but I still wake up at the same time and I and um, I'm able to then uh, focus on writing um, doing videos uh, etc around my business as well as um, baking bread <laughs> uh, trying out new recipes and uh, going to the allotment when I can. My partner has an allotment. So I'll try to fit in those things as well. Um, so it's not all work. So you have pretty full days uh, throughout the week. I do. That They are. They are full. Um, yeah, every day is a full day. Uh, uh, to, to tell you the truth, I'm not somebody that's very good with not doing anything. Mm. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm, I'm always doing something. And uh, before I was doing what I'm doing now, uh, I was always creative. I like knitting, crocheting, anything like that. So if I'm sitting anywhere, so yes, I'm always, I suppose, busy. <laughs> yeah. So, so you obviously feel um, you, you, you put a lot into your days. You have a lot of commitments that you've made, both, you know, your day job, your family, the side things that you're doing, the business you're developing, the, the things that you do uh, to, to help other people. And you mentioned the videos that you do. That was one of the things that kind of brought me or brought you to my attention. You had I think commented on some posts or in the Facebook group, but you had also uh, done some, uh, you know, I saw some of the videos that you do that you post on your Facebook profile, which um, we'll, I'll try to, uh, maybe we can put a link in the show notes so folks can find those because you, you go for walks in somewhere near, I think near your home and you talk about what's going on in your life or various um, things related to productivity or making a better life. And I just found those really interesting and, and um, inspiring in many cases, uh, the things that you're, you're sharing there. So I think you, you, you have a lot of things that you're doing. You're filling your days with a, a lot of things that are clearly important to you and you care about productivity. You've mentioned that, that you, it's something you've always been interested in. That's something you and I have in common. Um, and even so, everybody, everybody's life is a little different and presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that really matter to that person. Um, for a lot of, uh, you know, it's different for everybody. Some people are really good at managing their calendar, but not so good at staying on top of email or, you know, good at one thing, but not good at keeping their space, workspace organized. A lot of us as women, a lot of women are, have, a, it's a challenge to say no, we take on too much. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life and the various things that, that are important to you? My biggest challenge right now um, relates to my health. Uh, and I guess this, uh, this goes back to 2013. So we're talking about 14, about four years ago. And so I've always been somebody that's busy. Uh, I've always been somebody that's uh, had uh, a, a main job and other jobs on top of what I'm doing just before I sort of started a sort of a home business. But in 2013, at the beginning of the year, I was struck with viral meningitis. And uh, that took me to be in hospital for a couple of weeks on a drip. Uh, when I came out, 
uh, had a number of, um, sort of deficits as well as continuing to have severe headaches. It affected my speech, uh, my hearing, severe fatigue. Mm. And, and, uh, and, and at that point, I got really worried because at, at, at work, they, things were changing and redundancies was one thing that was coming up. And I was wondering whether I'd ever be well enough, well enough to return to work. And, and around that time, I started to look for uh, some alternatives. I wanted to have a, a choice as to, you know, what if I am ill again? In fact, over the next couple of years, I had meningitis two more times. So in a two-year period, I had meningitis three times. Uh, was diagnosed with Mollerae's meningitis. And so a couple of years ago, when I was struggling, so I, still, I went back to work. Uh, at that point, I couldn't afford to um, give up my job. But realized that I needed to... I needed to be able to work in a particular way so that I could get stuff done. Mm. And, and so, so because I, I've always had this uh, interest in productivity, and I, I discovered sort of productivity as a thing um, in the early days of my job when I was struggling to organize my work uh, with high caseloads. And it was uh, Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective people I read that book and just loved it mm -hmm. and started to implement some things and so it was remembering how that had impacted on not just my professional life but my personal life as well that I then had a sort of a, a renewed look at productivity sort of thinking about how can I find ways to support me to get things done, to still um, operate in my job, but also because I had taken on some, some side tasks, one of them being that I had started to write a book and I really wanted to publish this book. Uh, I really wanted to get this book published. Uh, and so I was looking at ways to improve my focus, um, my concentration, um, ways to be able to work so that, you know, when I was feeling really unwell, okay, I couldn't do anything, but I can get as much done as I could with the limited time that I have. So uh, I guess the challenge is that although I am much better than I was, uh, I think even up to a couple of months ago, I was still um, suffering from... Um, regular headaches, inability to focus, memory problems. My speech is much better. And uh, But by three o'clock in the afternoon, I just couldn't operate in my job. I found it difficult to wake up in the mornings. And I was, with my business, I was literally coming home and just not wanting to do anything. Yeah. And so, again... Uh, just looking at sort of the reading, listening, uh, and I guess that's where you know, podcasts such as yours and um, other people who talk about productivity, always looking for for something. Somebody says something 
that that kind of gets you to sort of okay maybe I can try that I'll have a go at that and uh, and you know t- take something from here take something from there and that's what I was doing and you know in the last month or so I've kind of created uh, this routine for myself whereby my energy my focus has improved tenfold uh, and that's just because uh, my interest in productivity, listening to different people and not just taking one person. Uh, and, and that's been really helpful. So, yes, there are challenges, but I think there's always something out there. There's always something that someone says that gets my mind going to sort of think, OK, how can I use this um, to help me? And then one of the things that I love doing, which is why I do the videos as well, is that as soon as I learn something, Thing. I just love, I just want to kind of vomit it out and share it with people and say, right, look, you know, I've, I've done this. Look, this is, this is something that you might want to look at. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I've talked to a number of people, um, you know, over the course of doing this podcast who are looking for ways, finding ways to be productive um, despite illness or uh, I've got an episode coming out this week with someone who um, lives with chronic pain and it can be done. I mean, you're, you know, you're a, a, another um, example of somebody who has uh, overcome a, a, a challenge related to your health to find ways to get the things done that matter to you. And in, in a lot of cases, what I hear is it, uh, becomes a matter of redefining what matters um, and really focusing in on those things that matter and finding ways to uh, to maybe carve things out of your life that don't matter as much to to use your energy and your time for the things that matter most, which is something that's important for all of us, right? Not just those of us who've been ill. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I think for me, one of the first things that I started to do was to say no. Mm. And it was, what was really helpful was reading the book, The One Thing. Ah. And uh, when I read The One Thing, it, it just uh, just opened up um, this, this thing for me. And I had read uh, Essentialism, another book uh, last year, that again kind of covered this whole idea about when we say when we say yes we're saying no to something else and so one of the things that I knew that I had to do one of the first things was I had to start saying no and uh, very interesting before before um, speaking to you today uh, a relative contacted me who's overseas and we're having a conversation and he, he wanted me to do something and it was clearly something that he could do himself but he was delegating it to me and uh the past Sonia uh would have just said yeah okay I'll do that and I I without thinking I just I just you know very gently said well actually this is something that you can do Mm. and kind of delegated it back to him and and as I did that as I, I finished that writing that sentence I stopped and I thought wow I, I did that without thinking, uh, and it's taken a while, but 
and, and, and it's probably something I'll, I'll want to talk about with people because we, we really do struggle to say no in all aspects of our lives. Yeah. And it isn't easy to do initially. It does take practice. But there's a point at which uh, somehow it just sinks into your subconscious and you will just do it. And I, and I, I just did it. And it wasn't done in a sort of, you know, well, you know, you shouldn't be asking me. It was very much... I just gently just sort of like put it back. And, you know, my relatives said, thank you. <laughs> you know, was, didn't, didn't, wasn't, didn't feel negative about it or anything. Thank you. And I, they, they, they said, okay, they're going to do something, do X, Y, Z. And I just gave a little bit of guidance. And they said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So I was still able to give some support without actually going away and doing it for them. Yeah. And that, you know, in order to do that, I think you're right. It can become um, easier and more natural for us to say no appropriately when we know what really matters, what, when we have internalized what's important to us, where our time and our energy and our, our attention are best spent. And can it, then it becomes more second nature to identify those things that aren't the right thing for us. But when we haven't taken the time to be conscious and aware of our own priorities, and and those priorities do include the people that we care about. It's not like we become this selfish beast that I'm only going to do my things and you all are on your own. But to become conscious and aware and of what what our priorities are, where the best use of our time and energy is, and then um, be very intentional about pursuing those things and kind of making room for those things in our life. When that happens, it becomes easier to say no. And we have to, a lot of us have to practice that, you know, find ways to say no. It sounds like you were able to say no in a, in a gentle way, in a kind way that still, as you said, let you support what needed to be done by offering some thoughts on how it could be done without taking on the full responsibility to the detriment of the other things that you, you know, that you've committed yourself to. So, you know, that's a great lesson for all of us. Um, as, as you're doing the things that you do, as you're, you know, you've mentioned several books that you've read that have been influential for you. And, uh, you know, I've read all of those. They're all excellent. Um, are there other tools you like or resources that you recommend, things that you use to manage your time, uh, to make sure that you're doing the things that you, uh, that are important to you and, and kind of keeping, keeping everything in order? Yeah, I, I, I laugh at myself sometimes and I, I think I also do when I meet other people like myself who are very much into productivity and uh, I call myself a productivity geek. <laughs> uh, any, you know, any, any productivity tool that crosses my screen, I'm on it, uh, sort of testing it out. And so uh, I've used lots of different things. <laughs> you and me years. both, Sonia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and obviously, and what happens, of course, uh, I don't know whether this happens for you, uh, but uh, then what happens is that things fall by the wayside. They're, they're, they're great at the beginning, all nice and shiny, and I take the time to kind of learn how to do it, and and, and I say, yeah, this is great, uh, but 
they don't always um, last the test of time. And, and so I, when I look at the tools that I use, I look at what I'm using on a day-to-day basis that are, are just very simple and, and do, do what I need them to do for me at the time. Uh, and so one of, the, one of the best tools I use is Evernote. Mm. And uh, is that a tool or uh, or a resource? I'm not sure um, how you would describe it. But uh, are you Evernote is a really useful tool for me because um, um, I guess I'm a writer, so I'm writing. I'm I'm always have ideas coming into my head um, at all times during the day, and uh, Evernote allows me to capture those. And put in one place. So it doesn't matter where I am. So if I'm somewhere and I have my phone, my smartphone, I will just quickly put something, you know, type something in there. I also I actually do use that alongside remind the reminder app on, on my iPhone. So I'm constantly, you know, and I guess this comes from if you've read uh, David Allen's book, Getting More, Getting things done which I'm sure a lot of people have um, and, and uh, recognizing that our brains are not meant to store things yeah. uh, that they are is our brain is uh, for creativity and, and so since I've been doing this over the last year or so I have so many kind of ideas that come into my head so and I still have to capture those so I use um, Evernote on my phone I use Evernote on my my iPad. I use Evernote on my computer. Uh, So if I come across a website uh, information, I've got sort of Evernote Clipper, I think Mm -hmm. it's called. And so I'm constantly clipping things. And uh, Evernote has a sort of a tag system. And so I've recently learned how to use the tag system so that if I want to find something, I can find something very, very easily. And... uh, Many years ago, in my in my, my 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 professional job, when we used to have these sort of team away days, and we had to do exercises, I was always the person they called a resource finder. Mm. You know, so I am some. So I, I guess that's that's what I still do. I collect information, I find resources, and I share with people. But I, I capture it on on Evernote. Uh, I, I, I would say uh, Facebook and YouTube, <laughs> so would we call those tools, uh, because Facebook has been a great place for me to meet people, and I, I can't I use it as a tool really, because I am able to share things with people that I connect with, I'm able to coach people uh, through sharing videos, through um, using the platform to sort of do mini type blogs and uh, since getting into uh, creating videos I managed to get over my shyness and and just do them Uh, YouTube has also been a place where again I've been able to uh, teach share coach and people have come from YouTube over to to meet me on, on Facebook so those are are great tools uh, for me mm-hmm. uh, for the way that I do my business. And do you and, uh, so, another tool? So do you have then a um, 
you have a YouTube channel where those videos that I've seen from Facebook, where you, you put those there as well? I do, yes. Okay. We'll be sure and share the, the link to that in the show notes for this episode. And you mentioned another tool? I was I was going to say um, newsletter. <laughs> and for me, it's all about giving out information, you know, mm-hmm. how how can I help people? And, and, and I guess that's the, the thing that matters for me is having a way that I can communicate with people, um, tools that enable me to communicate with people, teach people, uh, share things that I've learned. And, and so uh, I use an autoresponder. So I talk to people about autoresponder, building a list. Mm-hmm. But I have a newsletter. And so, again, that's, that's a, a tool that I use. An autoresponder is a tool that I use online because and, and these things they also save me time sure. <laughs> so you know you know creating a video you know i go my part of my morning ritual um, on the days that i i go walking i shoot a video that is content for me and uh and it's a quick way of sharing um, some information with people and and getting it online is very quick. Facebook, again, because of the way that Facebook works, very clever platform, you can get information out to people really quickly. And, you know, I do have a blog. And so, but I I do mainly video. Although I do, I do like writing. <laughs> I do like writing. <laughs> so you have a lot of things that you're doing um, around that theme of of sharing the information. You're you're kind of a curator of information that can help people make better lives. You you learn these things. You find information. You find resources. You put it out there in various ways to share with other people. And all of this on top of um, you know, your day, a full-time day job and a family that you love and care for. And so obviously you've got all these systems in place, your morning routine, your evening routine, the tools that you use, uh, in, in an effort to, to be productive in both of the senses that we talk about it on the productive woman, the sense of, you know, getting lots of things done, getting those things done that you care about, but also in the sense of making a life that matters to you. And, and you are clearly very intentional about that. You, you've tried lots of things and you've found the things that work for you. So, so of course, now we get to the question I ask every guest and in, inspire, you know, although you have these systems in place and you're very intentionally productive, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if you do, what do you do to get back on track? Okay. Oh gosh. So I had something happen last week. Uh, one of the things that I like to do when I take time off work is I, I use time blocks and I, I schedule out my day uh, so that I can get stuff done. Uh, that kind of sets me up for when I go back to work. And uh, we have a kitten. We have a kitten uh, who... Uh, lovely Siamese kitten who uh, decided to jump out of our second floor window last week. And so (laughs) in the morning, uh, uh, and so that was an extremely uh, stressful, emotional day. A couple of days, uh, we had to rush 
rushed down to the vet and uh, he was, she was there at the vet. Uh, they were sort of monitoring her and come back. And so I had things set out uh, to do in relation to my business. Uh, but uh, my, my ability to concentrate um, on that. However, I think one of the things that I have been able to do and because I read a lot of uh, information about productivity, I, I do a lot of personal development work, is that when things like that happen, and they happen in different guises, uh, something, you know, life happens to all of us, is that I, I'm able to, I, I put myself in the present, in the moment. So I try to keep myself in the moment. And... And I don't stress about, oh, I was going to do X, Y, Z. I can't do that. I'm going to have to put that off to tomorrow or it means I've got more to do. I just, I just sort of keep myself in the moment. Um, and wherever I am, that's important for that time. Mm. And, and then because I, because I have a sort of time block, so I, uh, one of the great things is reading uh, the book that uh, within the, the, the productive um, woman community works simply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, it's been useful to, to see um, what kind of uh, the, my, my own productivity style. And, and so um, I've come out as a prioritizer. And I do see this playing out. So I, you know, wherever I am, I, I in my, my head, I quickly, I prioritize. And so I, I go through this sort of prioritization uh, sort of thought process. And then something kind of magical happens because even though I may have been taken away from something that I was meant to do because of how I've sort of set things out, I usually find I get back on track. Mm. And because I, I, when I do have the time, you know, when I, we've come back and things have settled down, I can just, I, can, I just sort of slip into and focus because I know what, I know where my focus is. I know where my focus needs to be. So I'm not grappling around, you know, or what should I do? I, I know what my focus is because I've got, sort of like two or three main things that I do every day. And it doesn't really matter when I do them. You know, it's that I just make sure I get them done and they're done in a very simple way. Uh, I try not to complicate things. I keep it really simple. So it's very easy for me to do. Um, And that's taken a lot of practice. Um, It's also taken me not wanting to be a perfectionist <laughs> so <laughs> so for example doing videos you know doing a video and I can do that anytime I don't edit my videos I used to stress and many hours edit, I don't edit my videos so um, even if I mess up in my videos that's fine and so I, I kind of have that attitude um, to things that I do so I'm able to I'm, if I need to get a video done and I want to get it done in five minutes, I can get it done in five minutes. I won't do three, four, five takes. I get it done 
in five minutes because it's what I want to convey to people and I want to keep things simple. So hopefully that's answered your question. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like what you're saying is you, you, because you've set up systems and you've kept things simple, that gives you the ability when the day goes south, as we say here in in the United States, when things kind of fall (laughs) apart or you're stressing out, it gives you the ability to step back, take a breath, stay in the moment, knowing that you're going to be able to get back to the things that, that you're having to set aside um, because your systems are in place. And I, I love that, that you give yourself permission to not worry about what, what you're not, you know, what's gotten sidetracked for the moment to just be in the moment, be present with whatever is happening that needs your attention and then deal with the rest of it when, when the crisis is over. And I think that's really important, an important lesson for all of us. If we can, because you're right, you said, as you said, life happens to all of us and we just need to know that. And I think there's some value in keeping that in mind as we plan our schedules or we take on commitments, knowing that if, if we fill up every moment with back-to-back meetings or, or commitments, that things are going to happen that are going to throw that out of whack. But if you can keep your life simple, if you can, you know, simplify things, learn to say no, as you've talked about, uh, to the things that aren't appropriate for you at this stage in your life, that gives you some room to function when things fall apart or when, when things go wrong and, and not have it completely ruin your week or your life. And so that, I think that's very helpful. And I appreciate those thoughts. Um, Sonia, I'm I'm watching the clock and I'm realizing I've taken so much of your time and you've, you've offered so much um, helpful to hear. I, I love hearing about sort of how you're managing all these things. Where can people connect with you online? You've mentioned that you're, you know, you're on social media, you have various ways, and we'll put links to all of that in the show notes. So, so if somebody wants to see what you're up to or check out your videos, we'll, we'll put the links where they can find that. But if somebody wanted to connect with you, where's the best place to send them? Uh, the best place really is, is Facebook. Okay. So I, I, Facebook, my blog as well. So I, I do, I do have a blog, soniamharris.com. I'm on Facebook. Uh, obviously, YouTube is uh, where people can watch uh, my videos, and I've got lots of them mm-hmm. <laughs> on my channel. Uh, I mean, I, I am on uh, sort of Twitter and Instagram, etc., but I'm not so active there. And uh, I like Facebook because I, I use Messenger, and I'm able to um, have conversations with people. Okay. So yeah. All right. We'll be sure to put that in there. And your website, you said, is soniamharris.com. Uh, so folks can check that's right uh, folks can check that out we'll put the links to the rest of it in there um i think this has been so it's been so interesting to hear how you're managing to you know do a full-time job care for and interact with your family and uh, develop a business on the side helping other people um before we go sonia do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Any, you know, just last little thought for that listener? Listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, honest, for me, uh, I, 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 I find a resource and I listen to other people 
and uh, I, I, I get something and I want to share. And, you know, I was saying to you before, you know, two years ago, I came across your podcast. And why did I come across your podcast? Because I was struggling with my health and I was looking for, you know, ways that I could get more things done. And, you know, the productive woman came up on my podcast. I looked, I put in productivity, your podcast came up and I started listening and uh, I'm just so impressed with what you were sharing and what other people were sharing uh, that I, I said, as I said, I, I left a comment for you. And, uh, and I just want to, to, to read something here because I, I said here, keep doing what you're doing so I can keep enjoying and growing. And, you know, we have, you know, podcasts, blogs, you know, social media has put us so close to experts. <laughs> you know, we're just so close. I mean, I mean, we're sort of miles and miles apart, but you're, you're sharing things. And I've got this close access to you because you've decided to put a podcast out. You have a community on, on Facebook. So that's what I would say to people is, you know, look for people. Um, like yourself and uh, we've mentioned books as well uh, and you know we're getting access to what experts what people have in their brains without having to move from our homes so I think that's my last thing yeah it's a great suggestion it's one of the wonderful things about living in the time of you know the time in history that we live in that we do have access to um, so many other people that we might you know, in earlier generations wouldn't have been able to do. And the fact that, you know, you can sit there in the UK and I can sit here in the United States and we can learn from each other, uh, I think is an amazing thing. And it helps us all make our lives better. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me for the benefit of not just me, but all of those who listen to The Productive Woman. So thank you so much, Sonia. Thank you very much, Laura. I am so thankful to Sonia for taking the time to share with us her thoughts on how she manages her own busy life, the lessons she's learned uh, from her career and, and her, her motherhood and all the things that she's doing, and for her great suggestions and very encouraging words for the rest of us. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for me or for Sonia? Any feedback on some of the things that we've talked about? I'd love to hear from you, and I know Sonia would as well. You can share your questions or your thoughts in the comment section of the show notes, which you find at theproductivewoman.com slash 152, or post a comment or question in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. Sonia is a member there. That, that uh, She was a listener, and I found her, and that's how I invited her to come and be my guest on the show to share some of her wisdom. And so if you uh, ask a question in the Facebook group, she'll be watching, I'll be watching, and we'd, we'd love to engage with you there. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Um, before we go, a quick word about Alt-MBA. This is a leadership and management workshop, a very intense one, an immersive four-week online experience that gives you a chance to work with different groups of other professionals, other leaders in various fields, 
and you work on hands-on projects. This is not sit and watch videos and kind of ingest information. You're actually involved in projects that are allowing you to apply the concepts you're learning, working in teams with these other professionals from around the world. And while you're doing that, you're building actual a portfolio of work that will demonstrate the increasing skills and knowledge that you're gaining from the program and from the people that you're working with. I encourage you to check this out. If you are a busy woman who doesn't want to waste time, but wants to learn and grow as a leader and increase your impact in the world, then check out the Alt-MBA as a different way to level up your management and leadership skills. Right now, as I'm recording this, they are accepting applications for the fall session, and it may be right for you. So to find out more, visit altmba.com slash productive women. That's altmba.com forward slash productive women. And for special consideration on your application, mention this podcast and tell them I sent you. Also, if you are a business owner or a, a solopreneur, don't forget to check out our other sponsor, FreshBooks, and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their cloud accounting service. Visit freshbooks.com woman and enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. And I am so thankful and really appreciate Alt-MBA and FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman and helping make it possible for me to, to deliver this podcast to you. Finally, if you're looking for support and ideas and accountability in uh, making a life that matters and accomplishing the things that you care about, I'd love to help if I can. Uh, visit the newly updated work with me page on the website to learn more about the ways that you can work with me. <laughs> That's um, w There's more information there about mastermind groups, about the personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching that I'm now offering uh, to just a limited number of women. Uh, new mastermind groups, if you're looking for group accountability and community kind, kind of support, those new mastermind groups will start in September. I'm taking applications now. And you can find that application on the work with me page. So go to the productivewoman.com slash services to learn more and see if we can work together, which I would love. Uh, you can always email me if you have questions, just shoot an email to feedback at the productivewoman.com. And that's it for this episode of the productive woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Sonia. I hope that it was worth your time. I hope you found something in this episode that you can take home with you, so to speak, and put into action in your own life. I would love to hear from you, your thoughts on the show. And I look, look forward to speaking with you again very soon. So until next time, as always, remember to extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. <laughs>